All right. We have a fantastic guest. I, I've been so excited when when Rob Balasabas said, leave me alone. No, wait a minute. That was a different <laughs> one. Said, yeah, sure, I'll be on. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you, man? I am fantastic. Rob, you know, I think the first time I ran across you, you were announced to be at Video Marketing World. Oh, yeah. And I think I saw it on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, that man, that, that guy's got great content. I like him. And then we connected and I'm in your Facebook group and watch your videos. And uh, you you are probably the happiest guy I've ever seen on video. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, it's good, man. You know, uh, you know I mean, we're going to create videos. People are going to watch it. Might as well, you know, share some positivity and make someone smile, you know, and at the same time, teach them something, hopefully. But, you know, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So you uh, you are a brand evangelist. Absolutely love that title at TubeBuddy. So so tell us what that means. What that means? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. Yeah, I, I enjoy this uh, new role. Um, basically, my job is to connect with uh, all of our users. Uh, we've got so many of them, though. We've got like over three million. Um, there's over 3 million channels on YouTube that use TubeBuddy. So uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a big undertaking. So um, yeah, so connect with all of our users in some really cool, scalable way, but really also connect with a lot of our partners and experts in the YouTube space and really leverage their knowledge uh, and share their knowledge with the rest of the YouTube community that, that uses TubeBuddy, you know, that's in our in our world. So that's my job and just finding some really cool ways to do that, you know, creating virtual summits and uh, creating opportunities for collaborations. We've got a live stream show called The Creator's Corner uh, where I just talk to all sorts of creators and and really that's, so that's my job. Um, you know, right now uh, during this filming, Kevin, we're, we're, we're kind of locked down. So travel is not happening, but uh, once travel is back on, then, you know, attending conferences and meeting people, you know, at Video Marketing World and different places like that, um, you know, is, is also a big part of what I do. So so let's talk a little about that, um, mm -hmm. because I love to talk to folks that are just starting in video or, yep. or maybe they've just kind of been in it a little bit or, or they're thinking about it. But mm -hmm. tell us the difference between being on video and say being live on a stage what what's what's mm. that like yeah it's a good question um i think i think being on video kevin is kind of the same as being on stage you know you are you're on the stage right um you know there's a there's a great guy uh pete vargas he talks about the different stages you know there's all these sorts of stages and sean cannells talks about the same thing um you know yes there's the stage in person at a conference in a hotel room uh you know conference hall you know uh there's those stages you know big conventions and things like that but you know when you go live stream that's a stage right when you do a podcast that's a stage you know when someone watches your video that's a stage you know where you are uh, sort of elevated in some way to teach something that you know to someone that wants to learn it from you. So it's a very simple thing. Um, but yeah, um, you know, the difference is that really there's not that much difference. You know, there's especially with live streaming, there's the interaction, right? Which is why I love to live stream. A lot of the content you'll see me do is live streams on my personal channel. Um, a lot of the content that I teach on, you know, is live streaming tools, StreamYard that we're using right now, mm -hmm. uh, which I love. Um, that's, that's, you know, it's, it's very, very similar. I think it's the next closest thing, of course, getting to be in person and, and seeing people and, you know, shaking their hands and hugging them and stuff. That's, 
that's the only difference. But otherwise, you know, you can get your message out. You know, you don't have to travel. You don't have to do all those things. Just yeah. turn on the video camera, you know, come in with one idea you want to share and then and then dig into that, address some questions. Kevin, like the biggest thing um, for me when I was starting to quote unquote build my brand, which is a term that I don't even really know if I should be saying, but you know, that's, uh, that's what I call it. Really. I started building on LinkedIn and um, you know, you, when you go live and you're able to handle 20, 30, 45, an hour worth of time and answer questions that people are throwing at you, it just shows your authority in your space, right? It just like, this guy knows his stuff. He's like, you ask him something, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and, uh, and he can speak from experience and all those things. So, yeah, I mean, it's a long, it's a long answer to a very short question that you had, which is, which is what I'm really good at. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully that helps. I, I personally tried to stop saying long story short because I've realized I, <laughs> when I say that it triggers, it makes it longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you you are all over the place. I mean, you are on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube. I think Periscope. Uh, I, I don't know if you're on Twitch or not. No, not on Twitch. Not yet, though, right? <laughs> not yet. No. So of all the platforms that you create content for, that you teach mm-hmm. on, that you connect with, what is your favorite platform and why? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I would have to say, I would have to say, if you asked me six months ago, I would probably say LinkedIn. Mm. Um, LinkedIn. I'll tell you what my answer is today. But for six months ago, and and really for the last two years, I would say before that, I would say LinkedIn because LinkedIn. My previous role was with Thinkific. I was in the partnership team at Thinkific, which is an online course platform. So the target audience was people that you know wanted to sell their knowledge and so linkedin was a natural fit there's a lot of coaches consultants you know marketers people that had knowledge speakers authors those kind of people so linkedin i built my audience and i really loved it it was um it's probably a really good place to start building a a personal brand just because there's less competition i guess if you want to say that word um especially if you're creating videos linkedin loves videos they want to get into the video game they know it's a feature and so they launched uh linkedin native videos a little while ago they launched linkedin live very recently uh still fairly recently and so linkedin i would say six to you know about two and a half years ago um as I started to build on LinkedIn, one thing I did realize was that LinkedIn, the video content there, um, the shelf life is kind of short, you know, mm-hmm. Kevin. So you put something up, it kind of gets pushed down as time goes on. Um, still really good engagement. You know, you don't need to pay for ads or anything like that. Um, organic engagement is really good. Uh, but, you know, after a while, you create a video a month ago, it probably won't get much views after, let's say, a few days to a week. So I started looking, and this was even before TubeBuddy. I'm like, mm. okay, well, how can I create something that will last for a while, that can be an asset to me, that people will still continue to find me and discover me, you know, organically? Um, and that's when really YouTube kind of really crossed my mind. Um, I've been dabbling in YouTube for the last three years, I would say, you know, putting up a, a random tutorial here and there, but really no rhyme or reason, no strategy. Um, and so I really started to dive into it. And again, all before TubeBuddy. Um, so, so yeah, so today, definitely YouTube. Um, and so YouTube and then secondary still LinkedIn. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm finding ways where they can both work mm-hmm. together uh, with my personal channels. 
um, to really help each other out. You know, so mm -hmm. YouTube is great now because I can you can be discovered right now. My subscriber rate is going up without me trying to do anything. There's videos from six months ago um, that are still getting a lot of reach and views and, you know, still evergreen. So again, that's, I would say today, YouTube for sure. And then still LinkedIn is a very close second. And, and I, I'll, I'll make a note to check back in six months. <laughs> yeah, I'll say TikTok or something. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I don't think I'll so, do that ever. But. <laughs> I, I know that, and, and uh, this will probably change by the time this, this hits my channel, but it wasn't too long ago you hit the 1,000 oh, yeah. mm. mark on, on YouTube, which sometimes seems, you know, I don't mm -hmm. want it to always be about the numbers. You know, I try not look and then you look and then you're not looking and you look, yeah. you know, but what did that feel like when 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 you you log on that day or you get that email probably from TubeBuddy? It says, hey, congratulations, you, you've hit a milestone. Yeah, Kevin, it was huge. You know, I mean, for a lot of people, you know, you get a thousand subscribers in a day. Right. But um, it was a grind. It was a real big grind. I tell you. It took me, I think I've had my account for my channel for about almost three years, two and a half years. Um, it took me, man, it probably took me like, uh, I would say maybe two or three months to get to a hundred subscribers. <laughs> so, and then, and there's a, there's the, the whole idea of YouTube being a snowball effect is very true as long as you're consistent. Um, and so now, you know, it took me like a few after I hit a thousand, it was kind of funny because I'm like, I wonder how long it'll take me to get a hundred because <laughs> I remember my first hundred it took me like three months. It took me like a few days to get to 1100, you know, and it, that's just what happens, I think, yeah. you know, and if you think about it, you know, you only, you know, you have more videos out there. So there's more more bait out there, I guess, right? There's more bait out there. And then, so it's getting more views, you're getting more traction. I mean, there is no secret. There's really no secret to getting more subscribers, getting more views. You have to be consistent. Consistency is really hard to maintain. And so, um, yeah, I just, you know, I started, I would say about three months ago, um, the beginning of this year, one video a week. Um, and that has really propelled Yes, the algorithms, Kevin, but also I think my the way that I create videos, you know, the, the workflow is better. The, the speaking on camera, I'm I'm editing less because you kind of know what you want. You want to know, you know, your intro, you know, your outro, you know how to do the screen share, which is a lot of the kind of videos that I create. And so the workflow is faster. I know the keywords. I'm planning them ahead of time. So the whole thing just becomes a little bit more methodical and more um, second nature, I suppose, um, so that you can create consistent videos. And then also, yeah, just the, just the consistency of uploading at least once a week. Uh, I try to actually now upload twice a week, um, and that's been going okay. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's been, it was such a celebration for me. I did a little happy dance when I got it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I, I don't, I just don't see your channel slowing down anytime soon. I mean, there's great content there and your personality. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking the person that's out there going, you know, but it, it sounds like though, if, if I have to structure my videos so much and come up with a format, it just won't be fun anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. how, how would you address that? Yeah, I always think, you know, when people talk about structure and stuff like that, you know, like it's, um, I'm going to say a little like, I guess like I kind of compare it to, let's say if you're playing, it's like, hey, let's go play, uh, you know, basketball. And 
you just kind of did whatever you want, right? It's like, oh, there's no like, hey, let's not keep, let's not keep score. Uh, there's no out of bounds. You know, we don't have to like, you can just run around. You don't have to dribble the ball. You can travel all day. It's like, if you take away all of some of those constraints and some of those, the format and some of the rules, and then it's like, then it definitely isn't fun because you're just kind of running around with your, your head cut off, right? So I would say when I really started looking down and like, what's my format? Here's my intro. Here's my outro. Here's the middle content, which people came here for. Then it's like you can create. You still have a lot of creative space in that in that format. Um, and again, consistency, right? And people can get used to it. They're like, oh, this is mm -hmm. Rob's video. I know that he's going to do an introduction, which he tell, which is when he'll tell me what to expect and learn from. I learn from it, and then at the at the end there's not a big sales pitch, right? So that's what I really learned. It's like, don't sell, don't have the, you know, I used to have like four calls to action and be like, hey, make sure you subscribe, like, uh, share this uh, video, uh, tweet it out and, uh, you know, leave me a comment, you know, I'd love that. And it's like, yeah. I don't even know. They're like, wait, which, which one do you want me to do? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. So uh, actually, Kevin, really funny. I'm like, I'm just saying like, hey, go watch this next video. No, no like subscribe or anything, but subscribers still subscribe. So um, yeah, so yeah, you definitely, the format is so big. Like it's so huge to having that format because otherwise you're just like, I'll just do whatever I want. And then, you know, you come into your desk each week or whatever day you decide to make a video and you're like, okay, well, I don't even know what I'm doing. What should I do again? I'm like, well, what did I do last time? Like, you know, so you don't really understand. And then also by having a format, you can kind of dissect your format and you can kind of go back and say like, oh, that video did well. I think it's because like, I think my intro was a lot shorter and I got to the, I got to the value really quick, you know? So you can kind of like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Like you can like kind of pick apart kind of like a, when you're, when you're, when you're baking something, I don't bake, but I imagine. If this is how you would think. You watch videos on <laughs> yeah, you do. exactly. You're like, okay, well, maybe I put too much sugar here. Or I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't bake it long enough. Or I didn't preheat the oven long enough. So you can kind of like, there's like dials that you can kind of turn up or down um, to get to a better result, you know, at the end. So yeah, so that's again long answer. What what's the oh? There's there's so much wisdom here. This is amazing. What um what's the I'll say the number one, but what is a mistake? How about that? That you see most people doing with video? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think when they try to talk about too many things in one video, um, I used to, I mean, I, I sometimes still get into that habit, um, but having too many things you want to share in one video. So right, you know, you're like, Hey guys, I want to show you how you live stream. It's like, wow, so huge. Like, there's the equipment, there's the strategy, what do I say, how do I bring a guest on, there's the tools, you know, there's the cables, which cable goes where, you know, uh, how do I do audio? It's like, just break it down. Like, don't be afraid to rip apart like a bigger topic into smaller chunks. Mm. It's good It's good for your channel because you get more videos, which means people will people will only watch what they need, right? So, so let's say again, for live streaming, just talk about, how, what, which camera should you use? You know, webcam versus, you know, if you have a budget, you know, maybe a DSLR, you know, after that, black magic cameras, you know, after that, maybe you have a team that you hire, right? So it's like, okay, here's my, here is a video. In this video, I'm gonna show you how to use the proper camera if you have a budget of $100 or less, right? So that's one video. 
in this video, I'm gonna show you the best camera for live streaming if you have a budget of about $500, right? And also like you can do that in your captions yeah. or sorry, in your titles. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you search on YouTube, people are looking for like specific things like that. So um, again, really, really, really uh, specific. So I think that's the biggest, one, one of the biggest things is people try to share too much in one video where you can actually just break it up into smaller videos. It's easier for you as a creator too to do that uh, because you're not gonna be exhausted. And uh, as soon as your videos are gonna do well, your channel will probably grow a lot faster that way. You know, it's funny you say that, I, and I never thought about this analogy to then. So I, I spent years and years in, in the TV industry and uh, mm -hmm. marketing and stuff like that. And a lot of it for Fox affiliate. Nice. And it was it was funny over time because you would see a pilot. We would see a lot of the pilots ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And it was like they would cram everything <laughs> into the first pilot just because it's almost like they dumbed it down for the viewer. Mm -hmm. No offense to the writers, but it was like, well, we got to tell you everything in there. So maybe you'll come back for the second episode. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> well, what don't I know at this point? I mean, I, I don't I don't even know who this guy is. And exactly. so you ended up not even caring about the characters. So it yeah. kind of feels that way. It's like, hey, I'm going to tell you all this stuff in this video and hope that you just stay there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have that much time. Yeah. <laughs> People just want to come in. They want to get their question answered and then leave. I, I, I learned that um, when I was at Thinkific, right? Thinkific is an online course platform. And the best courses that did really well had really bite-sized lessons in them. Right. Because people were like, OK, well, I just want to learn this one thing. You know, what is the one thing? And then they just watch that. OK, that's it. I got my value out of this course. There's people that literally will buy a course and maybe it's like 20 modules, 20 lessons, but they just want to know one thing. Mm -hmm. And and what we found is that a lot of course creators will will have a survey at the end. And people that even though they just watched one or two out of the 20 or 30 lessons in a course, they still said that they were really satisfied with the course because they got wow. the value, right? So the, the length of the course or the length of the video doesn't matter. It's, are they getting, are they, are they, are their pain points being matched with the, you know, the solution, right? So um, are they getting the answers, what they came here for? So if your videos are long and what someone is looking for, maybe in the middle of the video, they might not get to it because you've got mm. so much, other fluff in there. So break it up into three or four videos and then you'll, you'll serve people better. And then uh, your channel will do way better as well. Yeah. I heard Sean Cannell just interview and I, the name of the lady slipped to my mind, but mm. she said she, she got to that way on her channel. It was like, just people want to do this one thing. <laughs> I kind of, kind of, I give it to them and I'm done and I, and I move on. And yeah. I think she found her channel just grew because people knew they were going to just find this out. Mm -hmm. And they can move on either to another video, which YouTube wants, or just move on with their day. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? Um, if people don't, and again, this is not new stuff. I'm just hopefully reminding people out there. But if they don't, if they watch your video, and maybe they don't subscribe the first time because they're like, hey, I got my question answered. I'm not sure if I really want to subscribe to Rob. I don't know if he'll serve me in any other way. Um, what will happen is that the way that YouTube works is that next time that they come to YouTube, they might start seeing my other videos because they're mm. like, hey, you watch one of Rob's stuff. Also, they watch my stuff. And then also the people that they're connected to will be like, they may get they may get little, you'll see in the recommended and suggested. They might, their, their friends or their connections may mm. also see my videos because you'll notice that what YouTube does, it'll say like, 
this video was also watched by Kevin, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Kevin watched this video. I mean, Kevin, we are all both interested in videos. I'll go check this guy out, right? So then, so then there's other things that happen that with that you get benefit from just people watching your videos. Um, so again, test it out and maybe take out the call to action to subscribe or the call to action to download your PDF. Just get people to watch your videos and then say thank you and then let YouTube do its thing. Um, but yeah, just test out little things like that. Do you remember your, the first video that you ever did anywhere? Uh, the first video that I ever did anywhere for, for work, I guess, for uh, work, I would say, man, this is so before, uh, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago, I left the digital agency world. That's where <laughs> I was for about seven years, Kevin. So that's, you know, so we were just dabbling in videos and, uh, the person that I was working with at the time, I actually like, was like, okay, either you can make the videos, you can be in front of the camera or, or I could be. I'm just like you go in front of the camera because I, I hate cameras. Um, you know, growing up, there's not that many home videos of me just because I really did not like cameras and being in front of them. Uh, so I probably would say my first actual video was, uh, yeah, Thinkific. I would say probably about four or five years ago. And um, scared, man. I was so scared um, that we like we, we had a proper teleprompter. Um, one of the guys, the, the video person actually created the scripts for everyone. But I was I was fright, so frightened and I was so stiff, um, you know, all those things. I mean, I hate public speaking. Uh, I enjoy it now. But growing up, that was like mm -hmm. the worst thing, worst thing in school is public speaking. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Just kind of conquer it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Go it, after it. It, it's funny because I uh, where I went to college, I ended up getting a degree in, in speech communication, which I oh, always, nice. it just it, it taught me how to write a letter. Um, <laughs> but I. Um, I hated, I hated public speaking so much that I, I, I started in radio as I started college. And as part of my degree, I had to take public speaking. And there was like <laughs> two sessions and I went and pleaded with the, the dean and said, look, you know, I'm on the radio. I'm already publicly speaking, so I shouldn't have yeah. to do Let me out of one of the classes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how much I didn't like it, though, yeah. right? It's like, no, you're taking it. <laughs> so, you know, when... What is it about video, though, that just that you love? You know, I, I, I love that it is it is probably the most in other forms of media, I suppose. It's like you can really see and get to know the person the most. Right. Mm -hmm. you, just, you can hear their voice. You can see their face. You know, um, you can see where their eyes are going and they're making eye contact with their guests or whoever it is. Um, you know, I think. It allows you as the creator or entrepreneur um, to really make a, the connection as quickly as possible versus other media out there that you can create. You can create blogs. You can have written form. You can have audio, which is good, too. Um, but video, there's something about video where you can create an instant connection with someone. Um, you know, and you, we're learning that right now, you know, mm -hmm. during during this lockdown and stuff, you know, the, the time that we're in, you know, videos are you're it's it's what's keeping sort of things going right you can do calls video calls with your colleagues and your team members your family um you know and so i just love video um and also i guess as far as um as far as a, a business or, or a brand it's also one of the best ways to separate yourself from your com competition you know um you know there's still a lot of people out there that are afraid of videos you know so mm -hmm. 
you know, if your competition is not on videos or not using videos, it's an opportunity for you as an entrepreneur to use it, to use it to connect with your audience, with prospects, you know, potential partners, I mean, all sorts of things. So as far as a business as a competitive edge for entrepreneurs and businesses out there, I think it's great, um, huge opportunity. So as, as we wrap this up, what's the one thing you would say to anybody right now that's just thinking about getting into video or, mm. or maybe they've just started and they're still, you know, a little unsure. Like you said, the first time you did something you know, kind of nervous about it, like I think we all are. What, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I would, I would, um, I would be, I would just advise them to be really gracious with themselves. You know, in, in the beginning, it's not going to be good. You know, after a while, it still might not be really good. But you know what? There's people out there that will appreciate you for sharing your information this way, for, um, you know, appearing and showing up in video. Um, and, um, you know, from somebody that's still afraid of videos, uh, you know, I would say, you know, just it'll it's it works out in the end. It's it actually works out really well. You know, the more practice you get and. Kevin, it also opens up a lot of doors, right? Mm -hmm. So so don't be afraid of videos. You have way more to gain than to lose uh, by going on videos, you know? So um, just, just know that those first sets of videos are really gonna be bad, but keep them around. I still keep all of the first videos on my channel around as a reminder of kind of where you came from and, and you'll get better each time. You know, there's so many opportunities, there's so many benefits from creating videos, public speaking, you know, the way that you speak, you know, showing up, your tone you start paying attention to all these things you know if you i used to be really monotone you know and just talk this way but now it's like oh i'm, I'm so boring I, I need to like i need to i need to talk like i know i talk to a friend right yeah. so then that yeah. helps um but yeah yeah just just go out there just do it that is fantastic so tell tell everybody where they can connect with you and sure. uh, tell them about TubeBuddy. Sure. Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, you can connect with TubeBuddy, basically TubeBuddy.com um, and really all the social channels out there at TubeBuddy. You can find us. Uh, for me, you can connect with me on really any social channel. Connect with me on, on my YouTube channel as well. That'd be awesome. Um, and But you can also connect with me on Facebook. Got a Facebook group. Kevin's in the group as well. It's just a free group for creators and we just share ideas. We just support each other, encourage each other. So uh, jump in there as the Content Marketers Cafe on Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to message me. I, I live in my DMs each day. So uh, happy to answer any messages. I appreciate that. And, and I'll drop a link to, to all of that in the description too, so people can connect. And and I will say your Facebook group is one of my, There's I'm, I'm in a bunch, like probably everybody, and there's only yeah. two or three every day I can't wait to go to. And yours is one of <laughs> So uh, thank you, man. Thank you, Kevin. Rob, thank you so much for being on here and, and sharing your wisdom and experience. It means a lot. I so thank Rob for being on this. I, I have become such a Rob Balasabas fan. Uh, make sure you check him out and check out TubeBuddy too, especially if you're on YouTube. Uh, phenomenal product and has actually helped me uh, grow my channel. I hope this has been uh, fun, and if you ever have a question, question for the podcast, or uh, or you want to maybe leave a message, maybe I can work it into the show, use the link in the description to leave a message, and uh, I use Anchor, big supporter of Anchor, so if you're thinking of podcasting, do that, and if you want to get in touch with me, the best place is kevincolby.com, that's K-E-V-I-N-K-O-L-B-E. And you've probably got the dot-com part. So thanks for listening to This Week Was the Best Day Ever podcast. I'm Kevin Colby. Have a great today.